All right, half a day. Welcome to episode two of the Guam Guy Show, and I'm still tr- having trouble getting used to saying that out loud. Uh, today's topic is about drones, which are way more interesting than you'd think, or at least way more interesting than I used to think.、Um, right off the top of the bat, we can talk about drones、uh, with regards to search and rescue, which I've actually seen them testing, and we could talk about drones as used in scientific research as well. Uh, I'm joined today by Ms. Perla from Bellow Wings Aviation, who is the Chief Operating Officer. I'm also joined with Janelle from the University of Guam, graduate student, and I'll let you finish introducing yourselves because you have a handful of affiliations and they're all really interesting.、Um, I am a graduate student studying environmental science at the University of Guam, as well as a research assistant under the NASA Guam Space Grant. And then I'm also a supervisor of the drone corps at the University of Guam. Wow, I am really jealous. I wish I could <laughs> say the word NASA and my name in the same sentence. Yeah, <laughs> in any flex, <laughs> in any kind of way, it is a great flex. Yeah. <laughs> and also, last but not least,、uh, my very very good friend、uh, Mike Kitagua here. You've seen a lot of his footage、uh, in my own Instagram videos. Under, and you can see his little watermark there on Mike Kitagua. Uh, that's more of the typical use of drones, right? You get your pictures, you get your awesome videos. He takes it a step further by doing something called FPV. So he has this awesome headset him, with him flying around like really close, literally inside caves and through trees, through the tree canopy, and that kind of precision is just mind blowing.、Uh, I gotta just shout this guy out a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so we we I、uh, met Janelle literally in a swamp, and we might talk about that in a little bit. I met. I met Mike here on an obstacle course race at Trench Mudder. I think it's called Trench Challenge now. Yeah. And、uh, that was in 2016, and we've been good friends ever since.、Uh, partners in crime, not any literal crime, I think. Good <laughs>、um, crime. With, you know, all kinds of diving adventures, hiking, rock, rock climbing, and all that stuff. You see him on the extreme cleanups.、Uh, And his tie is also here with Bellow Wings Aviation. He is the director of technology, and I'm throwing on Cyber Lord. It's <laughs> <laughs> my unofficial title. Unofficial title.、Yeah. I just I think I'll just call you Cyber Lord from now on. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So I I already kind of primed the audience there for、uh, some search and rescue stuff.、Um, Uh, to well to the audience, if you if you don't know, I'm actually a freediving instructor, and I teach very often at、uh, Epau Beach. And while I'm teaching there, trying to teach my students how to relax and breathe properly and just kind of empty their minds,、um, sometimes there was a spat of a few months in a row where there would be drones flying really loudly overhead, <laughs> practicing some search and rescue operations, carrying life rings and such.、Um, were you involved with that, or do you know about it? Was that us? I I wasn't there. I think、um, I haven't joined the company at the time. But the people carrying life rings that we, would be we, that would、yeah. more than likely be us over yeah, at Epau Beach. Yeah, over at Epau Beach.、Yeah. Yes, that would be us. Definitely.、Uh, this was what me about last early last year,、uh, doing some testings with、um, the Guam Fire Department.、Uh, you know, just showcasing what drones are capable of doing, and of course, you know.、Um, It's it's such an innovative technology, right? You know, you want to be able to to showcase its capabilities,、um, the the quick response、uh, that it's capable of doing. But yeah, that would be us. Yeah,、um, we were able to take out、uh, the life rings, as you mentioned. 
we had a you know a swimmer in the water, you know, just demonstrating that type of rescue, um, and uh, they were quite impressed. You know, GFD, GFD was quite impressed, and so were you know the, the standbyers. Um, people people usually when they see us testing out at EPAL, we get a nice crowd. Um, it's it's always fun. You know, they they come up a lot. A lot of kids, a lot of young kids, they get very very interested and um, in awe, right, of what the drone is doing. And they come up, they want to touch, feel it, and uh, they, they definitely want to learn. And so we're there and we give, you know, that opportunity for our bystanders to be able to touch and feel and learn, you know, educate them a little on what, what, we're, what we're doing and demonstrating. Mm -hmm. That is just, that is, oh, that touches my heart in all kinds of ways. Um, one, we talk about diver diversifying the economy of Guam, and a lot of people can't think of options, including myself, honestly. I'm like, man, like, what else can we do here? And then we could potentially be this hub of technology. If, uh, you guys are doing some amazing Absolutely. drone stuff that I never even thought about capable, life-saving drones. And it's not just it's, it's not just this out there kind of idea, like literally in that same spot. Um, a couple of months ago, I had a there was a, I was teaching a class and there was a distressed swimmer screaming for help. So there was a man and a woman and the guy was, I guess, slowly drowning. So I just I told my students just to stand up and wait for me. And I had to go and, and, and I went to go and rescue him. So um, it's, it's definitely something that could be used here. We do have. Um, some people that drown uh, occasionally and these are some lives lost. So if we just have this this technology, we could literally save lives. And not only that, but if kids are coming out, that can just, oh, mm -hmm. that's just. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah, that can just be yes. a, a more for our, our economy and more livelihoods. Never mind the economy, people can feed their families. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Again, um, it's it's very innovative. Um, there's, there's never a time where we're out there practicing or demonstrating um, or preparing for for whatever events we have coming up that we don't have a crowd or even just one child come up to us and say, wow, what's going on here? You know, they want to help carry the equipment. Um, they want to, you know, they have tons of questions to ask and they're always starry-eyed about it. Anything to add? Mike? To the uh, <laughs> search and rescue. Search so. and rescue. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if we can talk about the Palau one. Oh, yeah, for sure. We yeah. definitely can. So um, we've also branched into Palau, um, helping them with their surveillance. And uh, we're looking to help with their search and rescue as well to integrate thermal drones to look for people. I don't know if a lost person just to. I guess or like predator vision in a drone. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of, kind of similar to that. Maybe not as 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 uh, I don't know what the technology military has, but ours is definitely capable of finding people and assisting uh, search and rescue, and giving that, them the tools for is that. Is that based off of, like thermal thermal imagery with your drone? Um, well, our, our our drones have dual cameras, mm -hmm. so of course we would um, use thermal, mm -hmm. and then at the same time. Just your regular RGB, RGB cameras, yeah. yeah. So what kind of drones are you using for like the search and rescue things that you're doing in EPAL? Um, we've used our M600. Mm -hmm. We have a, yeah. a gimbal on, on it as well. Yeah. But we also use a Mavic 2 Pro Enterprise. Okay. Dual. That one has, of course, two cameras on it. It's, it's, it's lighter and easier to deploy. Um, so that's why we would focus on that one. Yeah. yeah. 
It also oh. has the features of um, the infrared and also the uh, the the the, um, the the mic uh, and the speakers. Oh so, yeah, yeah. It's a can... great feature to have. Wait, yeah. so you can like talk to victims? Yes, yes. exactly. Oh my God. Tell them, hey, <laughs> you know, help us on the way, or mm -hmm. be calm, or like swim here, swim there. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. Oh man, I, I, yeah. I would, I would, if I got on that mic, you wouldn't want me on the mic. You're like, hey, Prim, Prim, chill, fam. The, the, the rescue guy's coming. <laughs> Just take this ring. <laughs> but so, does if you have you know other things other than regular cameras, are you able to like search at night, or is that still a bit of ways? Um, there is definitely a way to search at night, and I would, I would go with um, Mike's uh, amazing talent. Uh, with the FPV, um, is that something that's capable of, of uh, picking up uh, for night vision? Um, uh, I don't want to say night vision. I'd say low light cameras to okay. be technical. But yeah, you can put definitely low light cameras on our FPV drones to go out and search for people. Um, well, uh, even technically thermal can work at night yeah. since it, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's picking up uh, radiometric yeah. uh, energy. Okay. So it doesn't require light. It requires just the thermal heat coming off, and it senses that. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a sad story, but I used to work down in Tumon, and I remember helicopters just doing lines trying to find some um, some lost. Uh, I want to I say they're kids that who had uh, overturned a canoe, and um, they didn't come back, or not all of them came back. I don't remember the exact story. It was many years ago, and um, they're just doing lines searching around at night. And it relies on bright lights, but if you're ever, you know, out anywhere with flashlights, there's only so much you can really see. So that's that's an even more amazing application. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And to add to that, Farron, um, with the drones, they, they fly lower, right? Mm. They're capable mm. of flying lower. Mm. So you get an, a, more of an immediate response or some, you know, some kind of, um, uh, you, you pick up quicker than you would with a manned aircraft. Right. Uh, I come from the manned side as well, so uh, to be able to understand how drones are capable of flying lower than a regular aircraft or a helicopter, that's an added value to search and rescue. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, uh, drones, it could be a force multiplier, as in not just one drone pilot, you can have 10 or have a swarm of drones. That way they can all sweep and just be just way more efficient than maybe one or two helicopters mm. because that the, the resources to deploy one helicopter or two that's in the hundreds or I don't know how many thousands of dollars but it's very expensive but drones can be a very cost efficient and very efficient in general way to search for people not to mention safe for the operators as well if you have multiple manned Correct. aircraft yeah. Yeah. That is um, that's that takes some really precise piloting and and coordination and coordination yeah mm -hmm. if it's For drones sure. like worst case scenario if they hit each other you lose your drones yeah which is yeah. not a great scenario either <laughs> right right but at least nobody has died yeah yeah, yeah. and you, you mentioned uh, going back to palau you're doing surveillance out there yes we're planning on uh working. so we yeah. we're assisting with the government with uh, some government projects uh we're looking forward to that uh it's still in the works um we're 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 doing demonstrations and um, event planning for for those demonstrations and uh, just showcasing again what drones are capable of doing. Um, it, it's um, it's something that Bella Wings is definitely uh, trying to expand out or the goal to expand out, not you know to all our neighboring islands. You know this technology. Uh, it shouldn't just be 
you know, people with money who's able mm -hmm. to connect to this type of technology. It should be everybody. So um, our neighboring islands, you know, if we can bring that technology to our neighboring islands, it's definitely a goal for Bella Wings. Uh, it's it's not just um, it's not just one particular island, but to eventually expand out to our neighboring islands. So, um, yeah, and, and assisting you know with everything that we're doing out here on Guam, uh, bringing uh, the use cases as far as search and rescue or uh, mail you know mail delivery right packages um, medical supplies to you know on that note I'm going to cut you off there you have this promo vid I watched <laughs> earlier and uh, that's I think that's a good segue just to cue that up right now our world is forever changing and with that come many challenges imagine a world where we are connected beyond the physical constraints that limit our imagination. Imagine a place where the simplest problems are met with the most forward-thinking solutions. place where your chances of survival are that much greater. Where the true definition of access is no longer limited by social disparity. A world where the development of a new industry challenges young minds to step up and see beyond their traditional career. What if the world of tomorrow already exists today? And the answers, they come from the sky. drone delivery. Access for all with the ability to save lives. Take healthcare to the next level and connect in innovative ways we never imagined. Built for everyone. The sky has always been beyond the limits of our imagination. Are you ready for the future today? I gotta tell you, I love absolutely everything about that. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that's really just um, personal for me is the, the medication delivery. Sure. So um, 
like it's COVID times right now. A lot of our, I have a family member who's um, vulnerable and is still quite cautious and, and careful about um, contracting COVID or just trying to avoid getting COVID. And she has to uh, coordinate when she leaves the house to go pick up stuff. So like this adds just another layer of, of safety onto these things. And, uh, you know, what, no matter what you think about the pandemic, if it's somebody just has limited mobility, Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's another big thing, or immunosuppressed uh, patients or people like that. So it's a really incredible thing for me to see that um, the life saving aspect that uh, we saw there, a young woman that was uh, struggling to stay afloat. Uh, I like the drone delivery. How many times do we stay stuck at the post office for an hour plus trying to pick up a parcel? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Man. Like, oh, if I, I hope USPS, uh, someone has the idea to like, you know, contract you guys and just do at-home deliveries finally. Oh, my God. That's an industry. It's it's definitely in the works. It's definitely in what? the works. Um, what a cry. The, the, the mailbox system that you just saw in that video, we actually have. Not here on Guam. It did take, make a stop here on Guam. Uh, we unboxed it, took a, you know, we are, were all excited about it. We took a look at it, but we had to box it back up and we shipped it out to Palau. So we've got a lot of things going on in Palau, not just Guam. Uh, It's called a Valkyrie box, and we partnered up with this company called Valkyrie. uh, And uh, they're the ones who came up with this innovative technology, and it's this this, uh, six-box system, uh, mailbox system. So you, you, your mail comes in, and you saw how it just, you know, it came and was delivered onto the mailbox system, and uh, you get a ping on your on your phone or whatever, you know, your device. Uh, you go, you go to the locker, you 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 scan um, your QR code or whatever it may be. Uh, we're still working on the technology technology on that, but you pretty much do you know th- those steps, those pro- that process, and the box opens up and and there are your packages. Uh, pretty cool technology. Um, yeah, we're all excited about it. Mike and uh, our engineer John, we you know we've been going out to Palau lately and um, just making sure that you know we're moving forward in, in everything in, in all our efforts. Yeah, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Yeah. And Matt, by the way, thank you for hosting us in your office here in the yeah. Bellow Wings Aviation. Oh office. yes, of course. Welcome it's, to again. Yeah, welcome to Bellow Wings Flight Lab. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. I'm surrounded by what I can only assume is technology that's worth more than I could afford in my lifetime. There's some amazing, uh, there's some stuff I'm scared to touch and I, I jump off of cliffs. <laughs> oh no, we, we welcome, uh, we welcome everyone to, you know, anyone who's interested in, in the technology and drone technology, we welcome them into the Bellowings Flight Lab. Uh, J- uh, Mike and John are always happy to, t- you know, give everyone a tour, get to feel and touch the drones and also uh, I know we're probably you're gonna eventually get to it, but the drone light show we have one of our drones sitting out there on display for for everyone to see, touch, and feel the the uh, and that's the beautiful and entertaining part of the drone uh, technology. So we wanted we made well, Mike made sure that you know it was out for everyone to see today. Yeah, yeah no, we can go we can go into that right now if you like. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I had friends who stayed just above Tumon and they they could see it from their house and that looked really cool and. As a just to offer another perspective on the drone light show as opposed to fireworks, I'm a dog owner. My wife is absolutely crazy about <laughs> rescuing dogs and animals, so she's doing this thing called TNR, trap, neuter, release. So apparently, when you remove a dog or a cat um, from their territory, it encourages the remaining cats or dogs to breed and, and take over that territory. They're territorial animals. 
And so uh, we have a lot of dogs coming through our, our place to uh, get them fixed and then release. But um, of the few dogs we, we do have, we do keep, I love my girls, Anna and Zelda, my, my, my dogs. <laughs> um, whenever there's uh, uh, fireworks going on, they're just shaking in terror, trying to dive under the bed or whatever else. So just from that perspective, um, a drone light show, just another huge um, um, point in its favor as opposed to uh, traditional fireworks. I mean, I do like fireworks as well, but uh, um, I, I'm certainly not going to... Um, keep them going for the rest of our lives if uh, if drone light shows are an option. And honestly, it's it's a lot more I think interactive, like because you can yeah. like make different pictures and oh, spell yes, different sure. words and for everything sure. like that. I think that it would be cool to have potential to. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone's done this yet. Do a marriage proposal in a in a drone oh, light oh, show? Wow. That would be metal. I haven't <laughs> seen one yet, but there are many types of drone light shows out there. Uh, recently, it was the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but that was really great stuff. Um, I'm always looking at the latest, you know, who's got the latest drone light shows that that's just, you know, beating one, you know, the competition is just out there, right? So who's got a better light, you know, drone light show going on? How, how does that even, um, how does that even work? How many drones are in that thing? So what we did on Guam in uh, last year during liberation, it was a uh, hundred drones during that drone light show. Uh, one pilot, uh, everything was pre, uh, the, the entire production was pre-programmed. Um, it, it's it's amazing when you get to see the technology, uh, come, you know, being uh, planned and produced, right? Like all the the programming and the 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 planning that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, it, it's just great stuff. It's it's it gives you goosebumps and you, you're excited. And uh, I I know I, I I'm going to also speak for the rest of my team, right? We everyone was excited. Um, it brings it brings a different kind of entertainment to the island and a different and I'm it's it's always going to be about innovative technology you know um, it, it's the first of its kind to to be out here on the island of Guam and to be that company that brought that technology to Guam to showcase to our island community it's it's personal to me and uh, I, I can also I'm sure it's personal to a lot of other people because um, being in, in in this field of of um, of business, it's, you know, we're, Guam is, always, we always seem to be behind on a lot of things as far as technology, but I can assure you today that we are not far behind as far as drone technology. Guam is working right along uh, the rest of the world in drone technology. Uh, and thanks to not just Bella Wings, but to all the other uh, different companies that are here on the island that's pushing forward with, you know, their innovative senses and initiatives in the drone technology. Um, and back to the, the drone light show, it, we, you know, the, the crowd that we brought into Tumon, uh, and especially during a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. The togetherness, right? The, the community, uh, people loved it. And when you're a part of that and the company that brought people and families together into, you know, one area and to, enjoy something as a family as a you know in this unison in this union right is is something that will never be taken away it's a memory that you'll always have right so you you know being able to make that history is it's heartwarming mm. uh, and and mm. bella wings is also about that is being able to uh have that technology that brings people together for sure <laughs> um yeah, so about the drone light show, yeah, we just, um, it's more of 
an art, so to speak, uh, because what you see is is five percent of what uh, goes on. Like in the background, there's ninety five percent planning. There's the animation software. So that's a totally separate thing that people have to do. So you would hire your artist. It's not just drone pilots. So it gets uh, everybody involved. It's really an industry, you're saying. I'm sorry? It's really an industry. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this is just maybe a totally off the wall idea, but you guys, I remember the Weasley twins in Harry Potter when they had this kind of fake like dragon, like firecracker things or whatever. That would be amazing if you had like some kind of like drone parade, like lighting stuff up. Uh, there's something to think about. I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> uh, well, I have to watch the movie because again, because I I, I kind of remember, but uh, it might be possible. Okay. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like something you said there also just resonated with me. Like I think we have a tendency to sell our so- ourselves short on Guam and think we're behind on everything. And mm-hmm. I will fully admit we're behind on a lot of areas, but in some areas we're either leading the way or not far behind. Um, with the uh, in particular with this drone technology as, as we're talking about now and I think that's a, a good segue uh, Janelle do you feel like your uh, re- drone research is on the frontier of drone science in the world or uh, how do you oh. feel about that yeah definitely I feel like whenever I have to tell people about what I do I get very excited about it and to see their reactions it's definitely something that motivates me to want to learn more and to increase my skills with drones and everything like that yeah. yeah. Could you could you just talk about how you what you use drones in your research? Uh, we we met in a swamp, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first time we met, we met down in Marizzo. Uh, we were doing a site visit uh, for the mangroves there in order to see what the best place would be to land and launch the drone. Um, yeah, Perrin is really um, aware of that area, so he was uh, my advisor, Dr. Rumina King. Wanted him to kind of boonie stomp us the way there to figure it out, take a look at the bay and everything. And um, I got started using drones as part of my uh, research project, thesis project uh, with the university under Dr. Mina King. She kind of just had this idea that um, asked me if I wanted to become licensed. And as a first year graduate student, very eager to please, I said, absolutely. Uh, not knowing that how intensive of a process it would be, but it's definitely the most fulfilling um, task or the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my life. And it's just a, it's a work in progress and it's something that I'm, every day I'm learning new things about, whether it's about uh, airspace or just the drone equipment itself, keeping people safe, the research methods around that. There's just uh, so much about it. So no experience or nothing. Romina, no Dr. Romina King's like, hey, you want to get into drones? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm down. Yeah, and she's like, okay, first of first, you just have to get licensed. And I was like, okay, let's get licensed. So I just spent a semester studying and um, got licensed last June. And then from there, uh, shadowed uh, one of my colleagues, Eliana Walker. She mm-hmm. was um, kind of the head drone person uh, with the university. Uh, she was um, doing more like thermal imagery, so I kind of just went on with her on her boat missions, on um, any other missions that she did when it met, came with like mapping badlands or anything that any university student or faculty asked us to come and um, map or model or anything like that, we would do. So I owe a lot of um, my experience to her as well as to Dr. King with kind of just keeping me aware, calming my nerves. I remember the most interesting thing that Dr. King said to me was, don't be afraid to crash. And I would just, I would just laugh at her and be like, don't be afraid to crash. And I was like, it's thousands of dollars a drone. She's like, if you're not afraid to crash, 
once you do it, then it'll just be fine. It's over with and you'll learn from your mistakes. Uh, luckily, I've never crashed, but I've had um, other things happen, you know, disconnections with drones, uh, not being able to fly through that airspace, a lot of like technical technical issues, but nothing that we um, can't figure out with the help of um, other colleagues. Yeah. Yeah, I heard um, you two had connected, yeah. uh, Mike yeah. and you, Janelle, uh, connected before with some troubleshooting. Yeah, we were down at the Badlands in Maritza. I was with Patrick Keeler of Department of Ag, and we were trying to get some shots of his um, site just so we can see um, how his seedlings were doing in that area. Um, and the drone just wouldn't take off, um, saying that we were in restricted airspace, uh, although none yeah. of the maps or anything like that say that we are... Um, we never really figured out that issue, but yeah, I was calling almost everyone I knew, um, Eliana Walker, uh, Dr. Romina King. I called um, a bunch of people from um, some of the other drone corporations here, and then uh, Eliana gave me Mike's info and kind of just shot him a text and let him know what my problem was and kept trying to help me troubleshoot that. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to jump in, Mike? Yeah. Um, well, I, I was very confused, too. I, I, I gave her all the... Um, all the solutions I possibly thought, mm -hmm. but I, I, I guess it didn't work. And yeah. it just so happened to be that certain drone. Yeah, I think it's a Matrice issue. 200, um, 210 or something? Uh, yeah, we used the 200, but Eliana's taken the 210 there, and we, we ran into the same issue there before. And uh, we had some other people come over there with some smaller drones, like Mavic Pro, Mavic Airs, and they were able to, to get up there. But, so uh, What's a 210? Um, it's an enterprise <laughs> version, so we have a big one here. Uh, it was, it okay, was so that's a drone. Ad. That's yes. a drone. Okay. It's, it's, it's an industrial drone. Yeah. It's not your small ones that you just take pictures. It can do that, but this one is able to take payloads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. it can put sensors, your um, NDVI sensors, mm -hmm. or whatever, you, thermal, whatever you guys need. How heavy is a payload? Um, I don't know what payload you're carrying, but ours, ours can, I think, carry like 8 pounds, 8 mm -hmm. to 12 pounds. Yes, that's oh, correct. Oh, that's an infant. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That's a baby. Your drones can carry a baby. Very, very expensive baby. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. We treat it softly, too. We don't want to drop them. Expensive babies. Yeah. Uh, have you started flying uh, missions for your research yet? Yeah, so I completed last fall uh, the round of RGB images that I took with the Matrice. What, what images? RGB. Uh... Like just a regu just color, regular color, red, images, green, blue color. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not right. thermal. Yeah, not thermal or okay. any other type of sensor. Um, and R that's just particularly for my mapping and modeling. So mm -hmm. I want to be able to kind of get a look at the the mangroves and compare it to some past lidar data. And I want to see if we have a decrease in mangrove area, an increase in mangrove area. And then from there, I want to use a different drone, a Phantom Pro for multispectral drone. Uh, it has a built-in like RTK system, which is just its built-in GPS system, and I'm gonna use that to determine health. So it has like an NDVI camera, which can, which with those images, I'll be able to see kind of which areas of mangroves are doing better than others, and then from there determine what's causing it. So maybe it's a soil issue, a water issue, a contamination issue. Maybe we're seeing um, some cutting down of mangroves. So. Just some, those are the steps that I have next to do. Yeah. Why, why the interest in mangroves? 
Uh, well, the interest definitely came from Dr. King, and um, she kind of inspired me to want to look into um, these their ecosystem services. So mangroves are one of the ecosystem services. Yes. So mangroves are one of the like most biologically important uh, ecosystems of the world because of they provide capabilities to a human coastal and marine systems. They stabilize shorelines in the events of natural disasters. They sequester carbon, and they prevent erosion. They are uh, areas of shelters for a variety of marine fish, and they also uh, absorb pollutions. So, like just knowing how climatic changes are affecting our environment, and knowing how um, us on an island um, we're more vulnerable to certain things, such as sea level rise, erosion, um, loss of land. Um, knowing that mangroves have these protection capabilities to keep us safe should encourage us to keep them safe and encourage us to replant them around specific parts of our island to prevent erosion and as well to keep us from losing our land. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I actually really like mangroves. Like I tell kids, like if I could be a tree, be I'd be a mangrove That's tree because awesome. I'm equally like a jungle boy and water boy. Yes. So like <laughs> since mangroves like can tolerate both or they're happy mm -hmm. in both. That's yeah. like if, if I had to be a tree, I'd be a mangrove tree. Also, they just they all have these wicked roots that come yeah. out of the ground. That's how they get their air, right? Yeah. And um, it, it just looks kind of like a, I feel like a monkey, like walking <laughs> through those. I kind of want to swing from like roots and branches and so on. Uh, yeah, and you did when we went out there. You're kind of like, I'm going to take this path. Okay. Yeah. It got pretty tangly in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I actually <laughs> just want to add to... Janelle, I mean, I've been wanting to do like it should have been acknowledged from the very be beginning of this show, right? Um, Janelle, congratulations on all your accomplishments, oh, and thank you. and I'm ecstatic. I told her before everyone walked in here, it was just two of us. I I said, wow, I'm ecstatic to meet you. I'm super honored to meet you because women in drones, you know, you you don't. There's not a lot of women who are remote pilots, and so. Um, you know, I, I asked her all the questions you just asked her. <laughs> Sorry, I got to her before yeah. you did. Uh, because I was very much interested, like, you know, how did she get into flying drones and, and having the interest that she's got, you know, today and to be passionate about it. And, you know, you don't see that a lot. You don't hear that a lot. Um, and definitely not on the island. So when Mike told me that we had another female coming in and she's a, you know, she's an actual remote pilot, I was like, that's amazing. Yes, let's let's do this. I'm excited to meet her. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely. I'm also uh, president of Women in Aviation International Guam Chapter. Oh. It was founded in or chartered in November 2019. So we're fairly new, um, but we would love to have you as one I of our members. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and so, Women in Aviation, we primarily focus on. Uh, promoting not I mean it's not of course women but also because we're the only nonprofit organization on the island that's focused primarily on aviation mm -hmm. uh, we also promote you know uh, both men and women um, yes. on the island basically the community of course but yeah we welcome everyone you know into our organization but yes meeting you is, is it's been fun um, I can't, I can't, I'm sitting here now, you know, you, every time you ask something about Bella Wings, I'm like, wait, we, we're going to have to eventually ship <laughs> this to Janelle because we, I don't get to meet another female drone pilot often. So 
this is really, really cool. Very, you know, very, it's very much an honor to meet you. So I hope you know, I hope you know how important your position is on this island. (laughs) Like no pressure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, we can't end that uh, without talking about Dr. Romina King, another woman in science, woman in STEM, who's empowered you with uh, this amazing opportunity and great work you're doing. And who's empowering me as well, who offered... Uh, me a scholarship. So now I'm doing my undergrad at the University of Guam. I'm an agriculture and life sciences major. And uh, it, that's all because of, of her and her asking people around about me. Oh, is, how's, how's, how's Farron? Should he, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of him and other women that have supported me in my personal, professional and educational development? And um, yeah, we, we uh, more women in STEM. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're not just looking out for like, just other women, but they're like they're bringing me in too, and potentially maybe you, Mike. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that you, if anyone's uh, approached you about that yet. Uh, not yet, but I'm willing to help. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Cool. And now, uh, yeah, just staying with the UOG vibes, uh, you have something to do with Drone Corps. Yeah. What is Drone Corps? So Drone Corps <laughs> was started um, with NASA Guam Space Grant and NASA Guam EPSCOR at the university under Dr. Romina King. Um, it was just a way to kind of fuel Guam's need for remote pilots and to do it in a safe and educational way. So right now, um, we just finished our first cohort. Um, I think we have about 12 successful pilots that have got their license. We have some of them working with, I think, China Aviation, um, some of them working with us at the university just to, to fulfill their hours um, for the practice. Uh, so with Joan Corps, they get to um, go through a training course. Um, they get their license paid for. They get a stipend and then they just get the overall experience. And then we're hoping from there to kind of get some of our um, successful members to kind of start off the next cohort of a joint core members. Okay, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So you got a cohort there yeah. that gets training, they mm-hmm. get certification, I'm assuming the FAA yep. license and so on. Yep, part one of seven. And they get a stipend. Yeah. So they're not paying for that. Nope. That is insanity. Yeah. (laughs) Or will there be more cohorts? Yeah, so we're hoping to have one start up again in the summer and hoping to expand a little bit more. Right now, it's just for UOG students, Um, hoping to look into GCC students as well. And then just further from there, opening it up to the public. As as long as it's, you know, successful, people are interested in it. um, I think we're going to keep it going. Yeah. So if anyone wants to take a free course resulting mm-hmm. in certification yep. and get a stipend mm-hmm. I, they, uh, we got to have some contact info do you happen to have, have that memorized uh, well we don't have a drone court email just yet uh, the university is a little bit behind um, with uh, some just like technology things right now but um, you can contact Keanu Fosto from the university um, I can get you his email after this but yes he's our main like media person him with uh, John Borja we all work under Dr. Amina King yeah, sure yeah, and if you're listening or watching and uh, you want to f- learn more about this, please feel free to message me. I check my messages at least a couple times a week and uh, I can pass along your information or give your information to whoever the coordinator would be for, for all this. 
People seem to just report random things to me anyway. <laughs> Wildfire. Yeah. Someone reported a dead hammerhead shark. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, to me. So I went looking for it, couldn't find it, but <laughs> uh, I, I got pictures uh, that the person who saw it uh, wow. sent to me. So yeah, uh, I guess we can just keep that going if you just want to message me and you're interested in a, a paid that's still it's hard to get those words together uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a paid opportunity to get this amazing uh certification which you can definitely put on your resume and earn income from yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. wow and what yeah. wait so that there's no such thing as a free, a free lunch right that's, that's not true <laughs> i've had plenty of free lunches but uh is what what uh what are participants or students expected to to do uh, I'm, there has to be some kind of you said they have to put in hours yeah so first off they have to attend the educational trainings in the beginning that's mostly benefiting benefiting them to help them best equip themselves for the faa tests it can be a little tricky a lot of trick questions um, and um, from there, when they get their license, they have to complete 40 hours of training, whether that's with a simulator or whether that's in the field. So uh, like myself and Dr. King, we try to get some drone car members to come out with us with any mapping missions that we have just to get them that hands-on experience. Uh, we're also making a drone core educational video for the university um, for, I think, Charter Day. Um, and just for our Jubilee year, uh, just some educational stuff about proper drone care, uh, uh, checklists, uh, things in the field, things to do out um, before and after. So yeah, it's very interesting, very cool. And I, I love being a part of it. Yeah, I think yeah. you had us at free. Yeah. <laughs> Unpaid. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, I, I see uh, Vic from KUMI in the camera over there. He's all like, man, that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, are you familiar familiar with, uh, I'm not sure I can say his name right, Ch Chad Ver Veraya? I don't think so. Uh, he's one of the NASA guys and he's doing some underwater uh, mapping with drones flying in the air. I've, I've heard of that. You've oh. heard about that? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Okay, so this is, uh, while we're on the, on, are you, do you, can you explain it? Do you, do you know enough uh, about it? I, I, I saw an article somewhere, he was using uh, the same drones we were using, but I, I think he, he made a sensor from, wow. he, he was like a PhD researcher that mm -hmm. you can map coral um, from the air. Yeah. 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 And I, I've never heard of a sensor that can do that. So I think it was custom made that from his research. Yeah. Is this for Guam? Yes. Yeah. He, he did it for Guam. Oh, I'm wondering if it's the same thing that um, I was kind of talking about earlier. We have the NASA people coming in May to map the corals here. And then from there, we're going to Palau in June to do the missions there. And I think right before Guam, they're in Hawaii. So maybe it might be the same thing. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, that sounds like the same people. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll try to recap um, what I understand of it. I, I saw him present on it once. Mm -hmm. So he's either invented or participating in this very new and new technology to map the sea floor down to uh, let's say 30 feet or so using drones flying through the air and mm -hmm. he's doing that with something called caustics so if you're ever in the water snorkeling and you see these bright bands of light moving mm -hmm. on the on the in the sand or on the sea floor that's basically just lensing like you use a magnifying glass to um, make a bright point of light with the sun. Uh, the movement of the water and the uh, the curvature of the waves and choppiness of the water focuses light too, and it makes these bright bands or almost webs of light moving along the sea floor. And the, that technology is being able to uh, penetrate down and see the sea floor. Uh, he showed a video using this, and you could actually identify some 
Um, Balati, what's Balati in English? Um, Sea cucumber. Sea cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> I can never remember. Uh, so, uh, so you could identify some um, Balati. I'm just going to stick with it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some Balati by using drones. And you guys use some of the same drones? Uh, maybe not the camera, but the... We used, we used the same drone, but he had a different sensor. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's why we love these drones, because you can do a bunch of things with it. Different payloads. Yeah. Different payloads, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. your use case. Okay. Yeah, in case there's any other uh, drone nerds, and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> yep. If there's any other drone nerds listening, guys, just want to shout out what equipment you use or what you have. Um, and feel free to be technical at this point. Like, yeah. And I won't interrupt. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so what was that drone, for example? Uh, the one that we have? For yeah. The, uh, okay, it's an M600 uh, drone. It, they, it's from DJI. They made that one for like videography, uh, but uh, a lot of researchers are using it to carry their payloads, to do mapping, stuff like that, because it's a, it's a heavy lift drone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these sensors, uh, they're meant for like land-based, yeah. but then there's only so much you can shrink it down and they just end up being heavy anyways. So these, these heavy lift uh, enterprise drones are able to lift these sensors and conduct uh, research or whatever is required. Cool. Yeah. Is there any other cool drones that you, uh, that you, that you use here? Uh, all our drones are actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing we haven't taken out is our, um, was it the water, the water drone? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been so caught up. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. It can <laughs> take in and take off in and out of water. I, I don't. It can't. Wow. It can't swim into water. Uh huh. But it can land in the water, and you could stick a camera in there, and it could look around while you're floating, and then take out of the water. Wow. wow. Yeah. And yeah. that that drone is. They also use it for offshore fishing, mm -hmm. so deep sea fishing. So you would be on the shore. It would tow your line out, a mile or two, wow. drop it down, and I've seen people. Uh, catch like uh, big uh, like mahi or I'm, I'm not much of a fisherman <laughs> but like they would catch like huge fish from mm -hmm. shore and it'd be so far you need a uh, a re like a mechanical reel power like reel, an electrical reel electrical reel oh wow to pull in that fish because it's just a mile imagine yeah. reeling in a mile long mm -hmm. reel it's just crazy but it enables you to do that oh okay so I, what, I believe that's what they were primary primarily yeah. built for so what are you guys planning on using it for uh, you know what we were we would like to have used it for um, basically uh, just more on the search and rescue as okay. well because yeah. it has that capability yeah. um, you know being able to land uh, and take off uh, in the water yeah. um, the issue there is uh, the difference of with these drones right is when they're built they're tested in in you know like Factory, um, fresh more more of like fresh water oh, fresh water lake yeah. not Guam conditions so. <laughs> I mean it, it can it can do it it's just you got to rinse it out yeah, <laughs> yeah after you're done yep. yeah right the maintenance mm -hmm. in that is yeah it's it's it could be quite extensive but sure. uh, it's it's the one drone that we've taken out but we haven't tested much yet at least mm -hmm. to its full capability right yeah. mm -hmm. correct we yeah. flown it yeah just haven't but, landed in an ocean yeah. I think that's one of our cool drones yeah yeah. Yes. Sorry. Speaking of search and rescue, you know, we, we've we've been framing this very much in a in a marine side. So people lost or drowning, at, you know, at sea. But you could, I assume, just as easily use it on land. Like yeah. literally oh, on absolutely. my way here, I drove by um, Seti Bay, the Seti Bay Overlook, and there was a couple ambulances and and Guam Fire Rescue. And I can only assume that there's some lost or hurt hikers somewhere, yeah. um, maybe at the Seti Seven, those falls, or or somewhere in that area. So. That, that takes a lot to activate at what, four vehicles and how many uh, emergency mm -hmm. personnel. 
And, uh, you know, and ne never mind about trying to save tax dollars or anything, but just trying to save time. Like, yep. I can only imagine that, you know, implementing drones combined with search and rescue on sure. land or in the water would only sure. be to everyone's benefit in what every way <laughs> there's so there's just an array of use case for for drones i mean it's mm -hmm. more of like what can a drone not do yeah right. um i you know i i've attended uh, a uav expo out in vegas last year and the technology the the amount of you know technology that's out there as far as drones is just it's just amazing you i mean you're you're like a kid in a candy store right like yeah. What does this do? And what does this do? And wow, That's you know. That's how I feel um, about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so one of the one of the demonstrations that we did watch, or that I did watch out there, was um, with um, the their, the police department. So this one drone, it it it's able to what they use it for is um, uh, they they it has the capability to break glass or break in, yeah, break glass. So it breaks the glass, flies into, uh, you know, the, the scene of, uh, of, um, you know, some, some sort of scene that may be of hazardous to either, you know, the, the people either inside or outside. Uh, mm. and it, you know, it does its inspections. It goes into the different, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely for, for indoors and the, the space and the capability of it to fly within, uh, a very confined environment. It was just, it was very impressive. Uh, and so what those drones do is they pretty much uh, the the police department gets trained on them, and they they take off from the interior of their vehicle or their you know whatever rescue vehicle. It takes off from in there, and it pretty much flies into without any touch. You know, there's there's no danger. It's pretty much danger free for for the police officers involved or, um, you know, just bystanders. So it's, it's actually a very safe component as far as emergency situations. So um, as far as cold drones, that's another cold, cold drone. Yeah, um, window busting. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, SWAT drone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah. As far, and that's what I mean with, you know, Bella Wings uh, being able to, you know, we, we're always looking at the latest technology always finding, uh, keeping, keep, keeping abreast of what, um, what, what the most innovative technology has come to light um, and, and just following with it and uh, keeping our island uh, right along with, you know, the technology that's growing. Um, and as far as education, uh, we've also got a working on, we're working on um, the education part as well. Um, we've got, we'll be offering services to teach and not necessarily certify, but, you know, prepare for the FAA knowledge exam. Uh, we'll be, we'll be working on that. Well, we're currently working on that and classes will be offered at uh, air, air, ID services, air services uh, in Tizen. And so uh, it's, it's another way to get into technology it's, or to, into becoming a remote 107 pilot. It's not free, but <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, there are scholarships out there mm -hmm. and whatnot that um, students can apply for, or um, it's, it's not, I mean, you know, in any type of education, we're lucky if we get it free, but yeah. there's, there's a cost to it, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want it that bad, you know, it's, it's there, it's there for you. Um, is it something that you, you know, that a, an, an individual should pursue? 
in these days? Absolutely. Uh, is it an intimidating technology to pursue? Absolutely not. Uh, everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. um, you just, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty easy to learn. Uh, there's a lot of challenges to it. Um, I'm always impressed with what Mike learns every single day. Um, I'm always impressed with Mike, just period. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Likewise. Yes, He's an impressive yes. dude. <laughs> he is very much impressive, and we're very proud to have him as part of our team. Um, since meeting Mike, it's been, what, two years we've known each other now, yeah. and uh, we're very, very honored to have him on our team and to have him teach us every day uh, what he learns, you know, to to move Bella Wings forward. A lot of great, a lot of great, great, great things going on. Yeah. And yeah, Janelle, you look like you're vibing really hard with uh, <laughs> did, you, did you want to add anything to that? Or? Um, well, I kind of just like felt really motivated with um, you talking about like the educational aspects of it. Like I think um, the opportunity is always there but being able to make it more approachable for people mm -hmm. and even in any aspect is it's just great because it's such great technology and it's there for all of us and uh, if we can get people younger people involved with it i think the industry will just continue to grow and grow for years and speaking of getting younger people involved with it uh so bella wings is actually working as well there's a lot going on with bella wings <laughs> which is good yeah yeah, yeah. uh and, and it's it's primarily also because not because not not only because we have a love for it and mm -hmm. a passion for it but also because we want the community to get involved and how how this came about is you know, again, the pandemic, right? How can we get the community excited about something? How can we bring the community together again? And so Mike, with his amazing talents, you know, uh, he, and you know, I, as I was looking or researching for more technology, um, I came across FPV racing. And I remember Mike is the talented individual who does that. And so we came up with the idea that eventually we would, uh, maybe in a couple of months, um, We'll be hosting a drone racing show, wow. and it will be more than likely held at the Paseo Stadium. Uh, we're still working on it. Um, again, a lot of things that Bella Wings is working on to, to move the technology forward and get the community excited again. I've seen one of his videos, or you showed me one of these videos, mm -hmm. and I'm like, at first, you explain it, yeah, it's a drone race. race. I'm like okay and but then i see the video i'm like whoa that's insane uh, if you've seen like rc car racing that's actually quite entertaining it doesn't seem like it would be just hearing those words but when you mm -hmm. see them just zooming around the track you're like wow that's that's actually really cool now imagine that but three-dimensionally like flying yeah. through the air and you even see some of these drones seem pretty tough and i've actually seen you like you know bump or crash the drone and it just shrugs it off right. and keeps going uh how so yeah you, you do some drone racing how fast does your your drones go or um okay so my drone can go about 100 miles an hour wow. 100 miles 100, 100 miles an hour an hour but i've seen wow. i've seen them go 220 miles an hour wow and yeah they're they're not even that big yeah. They're just so small, but they're just so aerodynamic yeah. and it's punching, pumping out so much power that it, it can just, it can do that for a short burst, but it, the technology is there that these drones can just go above your consumer drones and actually race. And it, it's such a, a challenge because there's no GPS, mm -hmm. there's no assistance. If you turn over and go upside down, you're going to go upside down. If you, if you aim towards the concrete, you're going to go for the concrete. So it's, it's such a very technical uh 
type of racing because of, you said, like you said, it's three dimensional. You have to worry about every which way. And then it's not just the racing, it's the fixing and building. So a lot of these racers, they're their own mechanics because you have to, you can't just take it to the hobby shop because I mean, you could, but uh, you need to fix it on the field. Mm -hmm. And it, there's just another layer of complexity to, to racing. And that's why I gravitated towards it. Cause I, I always do want to do what's complicated or challenging. And that just was up my alley. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm born and raised here. So the, our speed limit is 35 miles an hour. So yeah. I'm trying to process that hundred miles an hour, 220 like miles an hour. So yeah. I'm like, all right. In, in fast and the furious terms, right? 10 second car. Like yeah. <laughs> where does that, where does that put us with a drone? Is it like a five second drone? I'm probably, it's probably too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so you're competing with like Vin Diesel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of speed. Serious. Oh man. Yeah. So th yeah, this has been, oh yeah. All right, uh, we'll start wrapping it up, I guess. But uh, has there anything you've been burning to talk about anyone? Has we not gotten to talk about anything you wanted to talk about? I, I, I hate to end the show and there's, we left something unsaid. There's so many to, I mean, we can go on. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're on time limit, right? But there's a lot, there's definitely a lot to talk about as far as drone technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and we, the list goes on. There's, uh, um, but, uh, what the one thing I would like to, to the audience to take away from this is the safety, the safety in drone flying. That's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. Uh, and also the respect of the community uh, when you fly your drones, uh, understanding your airspace, understanding, um, you know, the regulations. The, the regulations of the FAA that's, that's set out there for us to follow. That's always primarily important. Uh, and it's the one thing we definitely want to to be able to uh, convey to the community primarily is uh, being, you know, before you fly, understand your drone, understand the dynamics of flying. Uh, you can't just take a drone and fly out there. There are required regulations. And one of them is if for recreational flying, you definitely have to take a, you know, a recreational test required by the FAA and pass it up with 100% passing. Whoa. Yes. Well, the um, test is free. Mm -hmm. And it won't allow you to fail. It'll it'll ask you to keep trying again until you pass it. So mm. it's it's not that hard. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's. I mean, again, all the answers are there. Uh, if it's something you want to do, don't be intimidated by it. Uh, it's all about reading and and educating yourself. You know, and um, basically just making sure that you know you understand what's what's required of you as a drone flyer. Yeah. Um, and definitely, uh, there, it, there's a business out there for for those who want to fly a drone. Uh, everybody can can make it a business if they wanted to make it a business, and that's by obtaining the 107 remote pilot's license. Um, there's, and, and in order to do that, you'd have to go onto the FAA website. Uh, there's a process there. Um, it, it gives you all the information that you mm -hmm. need to to obtain that 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 pilot's license. Um, and and we're here. Bella Wings Aviation is here. UOG. There's a lot of resources out there. Uh, we're happy to assist. We're happy to help our our information is on our website. Um, again, we're, we're excited to... What's the to, website? The website is www com, And uh, I'm here. Uh, again, my name is Perla, and I'm happy to assist anyone who's willing to pursue the industry. Mm -hmm. All right, beautiful. Yeah, and you, you two had nothing to do with each other and reached out and there's it uh, looks like there's some great camaraderie around the drone pilots so yeah. it looks like a good environment to be coming up in uh did janelle did you have uh, anything else you wanted to 
throw in uh, to the conversation? Anything we can get um, to talk about or were you pretty satisfied? Yeah, very satisfied. I love building connections within the drone community and then just having to relay to our community the capabilities of drones, whether it's for research, whether it's for uh, business, recreational, anything like that. Um, I think, um, Carla, you did, you said it great when you talked about like just being like safety. Like, I think that's the biggest thing really is just keeping yourself safe as a pilot, keeping your team safe, keeping the community safe and keeping your equipment safe. I think for sure. that's definitely like the best thing that you we can talk about when it comes to drones. Yeah. Okay. And just to have fun with it. Well, definitely have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to talk about you again, we guess, uh, to wrap it up, but I'll let you talk for yourself first. <laughs> okay. So about me or about, about in general? Okay. I, I like to also touch up again on the camaraderie. So when I first got into drones, I was by my, me and YouTube, you know, just, yeah. just researching, just on the internet. That and sounds like people's college educations. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, I... I learned how to do all these things. And I don't want to say it was by myself because it wasn't by myself. A lot of people on Guam really helped me out. Perla and um, uh, just the other FPV pilots on Guam. If I had a question, they were willing to help out. If I needed a part, they were willing to give it to me like for free. Like a guy literally gave me one of his drones he wasn't using for free. Wow. Because, you know, I, I would fly more than he, he would. And he, he saw that um, I was really into it. And they were just so generous. So I, this community is a very collaborative community yeah. and they're, they're willing to help. And just like when uh, Janelle uh, called me, I was, I was in the middle of a job and I didn't mind to take 10, 20 minutes to, to help her out because, you know, uh, that's just the kind of the Guam culture and, and of course the drone culture in general, yeah. because these things are not easy and we know how hard it is and we just want to help everybody out. Awesome. Yeah, and just to wrap things up, one, one more really cool thing I want to talk about is you, I've seen some of your videos where you're, I don't know if it's FPV or your regular drone, but you're doing like uh, real estate f like tours flying through like houses for sale or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so if, uh, if there's anybody who's potentially interested in, in your services or Bella Wing services, if, uh, if that's one in the same or not, um, yeah, how can people contact you and, and just tell a little bit just about that, uh, that particular service? Okay, um, so yeah, uh, my information should be on the uh, website from Bella Wings, or uh, I don't know if you guys have show notes, we can put it in the show notes as well. But uh, the, what, what I offered was um, an FPV fly-through. So that was taking my FPV, because that was part of a hobby that I had, and I wanted to make a, a business out of it, or add that into my existing business, because I just, I just love FPV. And I was able to fly in through this uh, multi-million dollar house on Guam, like four levels all in one shot. And I didn't, it was in like um, two minutes, four levels, showing the garage, the, the pool, the indoor basketball court. And uh, it was just such a useful tool. And yeah, pretty much yeah, so. I, I can only imagine how cool that would look for the hotels if you could uh -huh. like fly oh, wow. through their yeah. guest rooms out the window down into a restaurant and so on for them to promote their stuff gvb if you're listening think about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> ken core or whoever uh yeah think about it well sure. uh yeah thank you guys so much uh for joining me on episode two of the Quam guy show i can't say that without, <laughs> without struggling <laughs>
thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you for having us. This, really awesome. this was this was fun. Yeah. This uh, is definitely fun. We'll be happy to do it again whenever <laughs> whenever you like. Sure. Uh, <laughs> tiny shout outs to my friends uh, Ashley and Renee for making me late today. Um, big <laughs> shout out to Chris Malafunction Barnett and KUAM and Victorious Fallon over there uh, for uh, offering this great opportunity to uh, do this podcast. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening.